When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marvel Standom. I am your host, Mike Cicchini, and with me for all time and always and as usual, I have Den of Geek News and Features Editor Kirsten Howard and Den of Geek TV Editors Alec Bajalid and Katie Burt. And we have a big show today. The long-awaited Spider-Man No Way Home trailer finally dropped last night, and it is the biggest of the big. This is a multiverse-spanning hunk of weirdness full of cameos from other big mcu characters characters from elsewhere in sony spider-verse let's get right into this kirsten what did you think yeah it was super exciting um i had a great time watching it i did maybe check out the leaked version uh some hours before and that was not fun to watch so it was great to see it complete I also took a look at the leaked version, and I don't understand how anybody saw anything within that. I just saw a bunch of flashing <laughs> lights and colors, and then all of a sudden there was Alfred Molina. So as far as I was concerned, it was a kaleidoscope ending with Alfred Molina saying hi. Um, He's actually the only actor in this film. <laughs> Everything else is an acid CGI. trip leading up to Alfie Molina. <laughs> uh, but with that in mind, seeing it for the first time proper, that was fantastic. 10 out of 10, no complaints. This is the teaser trailer, which means that they're obviously holding back a lot of information. So the fact that we got as much exciting stuff in this um, first look at the movie, I think says a lot about how much is going to be in there and yeah, how epic I think this movie is going to be. Mike, just remind us that what happened in Far From at the end of Far From Home. Jake Gyllenhaal ruined everything. <laughs> yes, like, as he does. Uh, no, it's uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. I I'll give this to Spider-Man Far From Home. It had a truly shocking ending. I don't think anybody who was sitting through that movie for the first time expected it to end with Peter Parker's secret identity literally being broadcast to the entire world. Um, that was a real surprise. It was a real, how the heck are they going to get out of this moment? It was the kind of thing... You know, there were still some negotiations going on behind the scenes with Sony. It kind of felt like a little bit of a, a jab from Marvel Studios to Sony to be like, well, you got to let us finish this story, right? Um, but yeah, essentially, Peter Parker was framed by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio right at the end of that film. And his secret identity was made public by a very Alex Jones-esque J. Jonah Jameson, a version of the character that we've never really seen before. And this trailer, I mean, there's elements of it that look like they pick up moments after those final shots in Far From Home. So let's get into it and see what we got. So this is cute. I love that in the very first shot of the trailer, we have Steve Ditko's name uh, graffitied in the background. Steve Ditko is the co-creator, some would say the true creator of both Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Um, and Ditko was kind of a notoriously strange fellow uh, who shunned the spotlight 
and I'm sure he would not be thrilled about these characters teaming up in a movie to begin with, let alone with his name being graffitied on a wall, which is, uh, which is like the kind of activity that, that Ditko, who had some uh, rather conservative political views, probably would not have agreed with. Some suggest that Parker's powers include male spiders... Didn't you say that, you, uh, that uh, MJ was reading the New York Post? Oh, there it is, yeah. So the New York Post is a real New York City newspaper, and it's kind of funny because the Daily Bugle in the Sam Raimi movies was modeled on the Post. Like, it had a very similar masthead, it had a similar, you know, similar color scheme. So the fact that they're sitting here reading the Post, uh, I feel like even this is kind of a nod to the fact that there is no respectable Daily Bugle in the MCU. Can we just, like, stay up here all day? I was say Zendaya and, uh, and Tom Holland are very cute. They are. I also, you know, the ending of Far From Home was so, was felt like so, so similar to the ending of Iron Man, which I loved. And it's interesting to see how that, how, you know, the world knowing his um, superhero identity plays out for him versus for Tony Stark. Very different. Listen, I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Who would believe that Peter Parker is an evil mastermind? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, just look at this kid. And also the fact that he's handcuffed to that desk. Like, he's handcuffed because they have let him... He's let them handcuff him. Yeah. Like, he's, like even that, he's just being polite, letting them do that. Um, also, those are not just feds. Uh, that is... Uh, that, that's somebody from Damage Control who we met in Homecoming. So these are, like shield associated folks uh interrogating peter here and then of course you know i'd like to maybe imagine that this guy in the white shirt could be matt murdoch coming to offer peter some defense but this guy looks kind of spicy for <laughs> matt murdoch like that that's like uh his body language is a bit intense maybe matt murdoch will come in later now that everybody knows you don't really have to hide or I love that they're video chatting. I know that's really small, but I feel like people video chat all the time in real life, and we don't see it in movies a lot, especially with young people. Peter, get off that bridge. We know what happens when you bring your girlfriends to bridges. This trailer doesn't show us what happens when Flash finds out that uh, Peter is Spider-Man, but I can't wait to see it. Just oh yeah. wow i hadn't even thought of that um yeah <laughs> and flash became like low-key delightful in far from home and like even even a little sympathetic too so i really want to see how he relates to that <laughs> so peter that's how cold i keep my room i'm sorry to bother you sir please we saved half the together. <laughs> i think we're beyond you calling you sir okay steven <laughs> I think uh, it's important to remember that um, Doctor Strange, although it might appear that way, isn't just a substitute for Iron Man here. Um, Strange and Spider-Man have a long history going back like almost 60 years in the comics, and they've come to rely on each other quite often, and a lot of their adventures have been multi-dimensional. I think even recently in Death of Doctor Strange, Stephen wants to leave Spider-Man in charge of protecting New York from mystical threats, so feels like these were two were destined to fight alongside each other at some point. Yeah, it's a black and gold Spidey suit, uh, which I kind of have mixed feelings about. Uh, I'm really tired of these variant Spider-Man costumes, to be honest. Is 
none of them look that good. And uh, the Homecoming Spider-Man costume, the Civil War slash Homecoming Spider-Man costume, is one of the best live-action superhero suits of all time. So I don't know what they're doing here. That he ever did. Oh my God! Don't do don't it. Along with hair, it's too dangerous. Fine, I won't. <laughs> I love how Wong's just like leaving for vacation. Yeah, uh, good for him. He's leaving for a vacation in Shang Chi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I assume I did not get to see. I don't know. Doesn't really seem in character for Strange to do this. Mm. Um, it's a pretty drastic spell. Yeah. Good point. On one hand, it doesn't seem in character, but on the other hand, you know, one in three Doctor Strange stories are about him fucking up in some way. So. Is that the official ratio? <laughs> I was gonna say, I think there are two possibilities at play, which is A, I don't know, maybe that's Mephisto or somebody, maybe it, we're being tricked, which would be wild. But also B, I think maybe Doctor Strange just wanted to mess around with the multiverse anyway, and Peter Parker just provided a, a uh, simple enough reason to do so. When people do big things like this in movies and don't discuss the plan in minute detail ahead of time, it stresses me out. I know this is like, you know, a blockbuster Marvel film, but discuss the plan. <laughs> so Doctor Strange's like silver wings have gotten out of control. He's in full Holly Walnuts territory. So do we think this spell going wrong is the same moment we've seen in the Loki and WandaVision finales where Kang and Wanda respectively sense that something has happened in the multiverse? Or could it be a different like, event altogether? I could get on board with that. Since this is kind of like a, um, a Sony-Marvel joint production, I don't know if they would be able to coordinate on that level with like you know two Disney Plus shows and three or four writers working on all this at the same time or not even the same time but I don't know it seems like it'll check out headcanon wise I mean creatively Marvel does seem to have more control over these movies than Sony you know Sony has like production and distribution and, and things like that but this is unabashedly a, an MCU movie with Kevin Feige's fingerprints all over it so I wouldn't be surprised. And from a timing standpoint, if we wanted to get like super nerdy about this, as I tend to do, um, we know that that, you know, the final couple episodes of WandaVision take place like late fall, post Halloween, right? We have the WandaVision Halloween episodes and then a few more days pass between that and the finale, like the actual finale. So... Assuming that what we're seeing here is, you know, early November in the MCU, that would line up pretty well with what, you know, when Wanda has her moment in the cabin there. The problem is you trying to live two different lives. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. And there we go. So there were there were three quick shots there that people are kind yeah. of uh, speculating on. There's that bit where Peter gets startled by something behind him. Some people seem to think that that is the lizard from the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. It's really, uh, there's not a lot there for me to really be able to decipher that. The first, I think, confirmed casting for this film 
was Jamie Foxx returning as Electro, which was a real head-scratcher because that was one of the most loathed like superhero movies of the last decade or so and one of the least memorable performances uh, from a very talented actor. Um, so, you know, there's a lightning bolt happening there and, and that might be the first sign that we're going to see some villains from some other Spider-Man movies. And a big dust cloud, which may or may not be coalescing into a humanoid form, which could be Sandman from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. And while Spider-Man 3 is an absolute disaster, um, Sandman was actually really good in that movie and was one of the more interesting uh, one of the more interesting characters from that trilogy. I'm just excited to see uh, Happy Hogan back. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's talking about what villains are in this movie and whether Andrew and Toby will make an appearance, but no one's asking if Nick Cage could make a live-action appearance as uh, Spider-Man Noir, and I think that's a mistake. <laughs> nice. I think that's what the people really want. <laughs> or me. <laughs> I'm people. John Mulaney in a mocap. But then, of course, there is the undeniable pumpkin bomb, uh, <laughs> which is there is no question that that is the same technology used by Willem Dafoe's Norman Osborn as the Green Goblin in the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. And if you listen carefully, you can hear his uh, sinister little chuckle there. And that is not even the biggest reveal of this trailer. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. And there he is. Here comes the boy. <sighs> yeah. Um, I'm in. Look, I, I'm i kind of of the opinion that like too much of this multiverse stuff, um, you know, between this movie and the Flash movie over at Warner Brothers is uh, like a little bit too much of a way to make make guys my age just feel like their needs are being catered to like you know people that are very resistant to liking new things um but i can't lie this trailer is amazing and it is really cool seeing alfred molina as dr octopus again i think it's interesting we've entered a phase of the mcu where it's no longer these movies are making references to the comic book source material or only doing that. They're making references to the previous superhero films in this universe and, and others. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we've talked a little bit about this and other, other phase four stuff, but um, it's an interesting experience as someone who hasn't read a lot of the comic book stuff, but has been watching this that, you know, been watching the MCU since the beginning. I see that Tom Holland uh, on his Instagram story is called this just the tip of the iceberg. So I think the full trailer is going to show us a lot more and there'll be more surprises after that. I can't wait to see it. It looks great. I do think it's pretty safe to say that almost every crazy rumor that we've heard about this movie is probably true. Um, the fact that, you know, this movie confirms the multiversal theme confirms the return of villains from outside of MCU continuity. Um, you know, I, I think it is inevitable that we see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in, in the red and blue again at some point in this film. Um, I don't really think that's going to be the focal point of the movie. 
I would not be surprised if stuff like that are is like kind of just like glorified cameos in some ways because the MCU is pretty savvy about this stuff and for whatever my reservations are about multiversal storytelling I think they know what they're doing and there's probably like this is this is still going to remain Tom Holland's Peter Parker's movie in a in a really serious way and I don't think this ends um you know, I, like I like I see all this speculation. It's like, okay, well, this is how Sony's just going to get out of having to work with Marvel on Spider-Man movies now. And at the end of it, you know, Tom Holland's Peter will just be in like the Sony Spider-Man universe. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the general audience buying tickets to go to movies doesn't know, care, or understand, nor should they, about the intricacies of whatever ride-sharing deal is going on between Sony and and Marvel Studios, right? So, like, to end this this beloved franchise of Spider-Man movies that way would be completely absurd. Uh, so I think it is pretty safe that this is still going to be Tom Holland's movie. I feel like this and Loki and Doctor Strange are perhaps just stepping stones towards a big multiversal crossover team-up movie. And so we're only going to get to see so much of the big payoff. And when you say a big multiversal team-up movie, you have a particular story in mind, Kirsten? <laughs> there has been a lot of chatter lately about Secret Wars, uh, which is, you know, uh, a story from the 1980s that was then kind of reimagined a few years ago by superstar writer Jonathan Hickman. Um, something that there seem to be little elements of in Loki, uh, things that could have a pretty heavily Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom bent, which would make a lot of sense for a Phase Five kind of uh, kind of scenario. It's no secret that the Amazing Spider-Man movies were supposed to be leading to a villain team-up film called the Super si uh, the Sinister Six, and it never happened. But Sony knows that they have something there with you know arguably the greatest rogues gallery in all of comics and it seems like they finally found a way to take that shortcut and make a sinister six movie here but assuming like okay so we know we have doc ock we know we have the green goblin assuming we have uh you know everything else straight here we have electro and possibly sandman so that's four villains Vulture. right who are the other two Vulture. Yeah, Michael Keaton's Vulture is way too good not to bring back. So that's five. Kirk Connors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and maybe the lizard. Assuming that little shadowy thing is the lizard. There's your Sinister Six, <laughs> folks. So is this a stealth Sinister Six movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah, why not? Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> All right, folks, that's it for another episode of Marvel Stand, and we will be back later this week for one focusing on What If, and we will be back soon after with the first look at Shang-Chi. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you think of the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. What did you spot that we missed? Let us know. We are on Twitter at Marvel Stand, and we're also on Twitter at Den of Geek and at Den of Geek US. Make sure you hit our web home of denofgeek.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, too. Hit that subscribe button because we got a lot of cool stuff coming the next few weeks. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.